I mean, I knew what felt right, but like, it just felt like you felt like home in a way that home hadn't felt in a long time. So I was like, uh, I feel like that's something I should follow and just see what happens. And, well, it is. Uh, like, that's great. I'm crying mm-hmm. again. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have tissues. <laughs> Not tucked in your underwear? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Not today. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I can't remember. What's the last line of I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus? <laughs> Steve's trying to whistle I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus for you all. Like I did in the Capitol building yesterday. Yeah, he had his own private concert for himself. The acoustics in there are amazing. <laughs> and other people. There were other people uh-huh. that you were giving this concert for. Uh-huh. Who were the other people? I don't know. Just some people. Innocent bystanders. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor people. Come on, anyway. Steve. Whistle it. I don't remember it right now. Why do you just need the last line? Because that's all I kept whistling. <laughs> and now you can't remember head. it. I know the first line. What's the first line? I oh, actually, saw Bobby kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> actually, I, I think it, it was I All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't know. Those are very different songs. Songs, yeah. song. songs, songs, songs were whistled. Songs were whistled. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. It was. We watched the parade from the Capitol building. It's a solid choice. I know. Third level. Looking out the windows. I was dying when you showed the giant potato. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know if other people have weird things in their parades like that, too. Yeah. Idaho has has a potato. A giant potato on the back of a semi truck. We also do. Which that potato travels around the whole U.S. It does? It's a very famous potato. Why? I don't think that one does. It's actually a different potato. This is the one that they drop. At New Year's. This oh. was but the there's another one on the back potato? of the truck that travels Yeah, out. so yeah. Potato 4572 <laughs> drives all across the U.S., but Potato 4573 stays here in mm-hmm. Boise, Yeah, and Potato 8892 stays in Pocatello. Well, then, <laughs> yeah. I like how you're busting yeah. out these numbers, Matt. Well, they're real numbers. You don't know the potato numbers? No, I yeah, don't. Come on. Have you ever stayed in the potato Airbnb? <laughs> I have not, but we've, we've seen it. We've been there. It was interesting. I was watching a national televised uh, something or other. I think it was a football game. And Airbnb, an official commercial of Airbnb. Advertised the potato? Advertised the potato. Wow. It was crazy. Isn't like, there a potato house you can stay in, though? Didn't we talk about we're this? Talking oh. about. Yeah. And we did Dude. talk about it on here once. I've lost my mind. Potato 3183. <laughs> Go Jalen. As you can tell, you've probably heard an additional voice. Oh, yeah. We have a guest today. Hi. That is Jalen's voice. That's He's me. the one that just rattled off that correct number. That correct three, number. 831313. Three, three. <laughs> when you're doing like a niner, yeah. Did I hear a niner in there? Niner, niner, go for Victor. <laughs> Good day. That's, that's Jalen's favorite things to say whenever I even mention flight school. Good day. Good day. Good day. <laughs> Everyone after their call is like, Good day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, with ATC. Like when they're transferring you from one frequency to another, they'll usually end it with Good day. That's cute. I like it. Good day. Yeah. Does it make you happy, Jalen? Yeah, we can sign off with that today. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want to say good day, mate? Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Good day. It always throws me for a loop, though, because I have like, like I've gotten much better with my radio communication, but that's good. But now I know, like, you say this and then this and then this and then this, and you repeat this, and like I know the routine, but a you know, good day was never part of it. So whenever that gets thrown in there, and I try and respond with it, it's it it's up, off, messes up my flow. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, are you getting closer to the stash? I feel like it looks even more stashist. Well, yes, stash-ish. <laughs> there was we were listening to Spotify on the TV the other day, and someone's cover album cover art was like a close up of like this super handsome dude, and I was like, look at the shape of his stash. 
was like, it needs to like, I think mine needs to come down a little below the lip line. Get so, a little handlebar sort of. So I've been working on it. Is that like a horseshoe thing? What is that called? When it goes handlebar? down. Yeah, handlebar. Yeah. I said horseshoe. No, I don't want that. Oh, I horseshoe. think it looks like a horseshoe. Horseshoe stash. <laughs> horseshoe stash. <laughs> That's cool, Steve. I know. So cool. So you were inspired by watching Spotify on your mm-hmm. TV. Yep. My suggestion mm-hmm. was to like flip the facial hair. So what he has going down uh, below should be up. Yeah. What's his so smile, smiley face? Yeah. And then just like a little. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just switch it. Like what is current? What I currently leave as facial hair, I'll shave. And what I currently shave, I'll leave as facial hair. Maybe like we'll the, put like, a poll about this yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> Please go vote in the poll. It would be like the opposite chop kind of a thing. So, Steve, let's talk about Instagram a little bit. Okay. Oh, gosh. Because we were totally cut out of everything Instagram. We were. Husband-in-law, Instagram is gone. I guess so. I, I didn't... I Yeah. I knew that. I, well... <laughs> Jalen's proud because he I was saw first. the first to notice. Because yeah. now it is the Jessica Frew. Yeah. I had to get my name in and that was the only option left. So, Well, I haven't done anything with that Instagram in like a year and a half. Matt, you haven't done anything with it in like six months. So mm. I think we got ourselves cut out of that Instagram page. Sure. But Steve, I think you and I are what make it. Do you want to like... Just kidding. Do you want to... <laughs> I'm like I'm the just floor is open bite for my tongue right now because <laughs> I'm pretty Wish. sure Matt's just trying to get me riled. Yeah, up. I am, and it worked. <laughs> We're gonna start. Let's let's start picketing. Let's make some signs and stand but, out on the But Jess, does this mean that Bring we back we can put our fa- yeah? Can we not put our faces on here anymore? Because already, we're not the Jessica Fru. I have already told you you are welcome to show up on my Instagram. Anytime you want. I have already let your faces be on there for three and a half years. <laughs> People okay. like it when you guys show up. I love it when you either yeah, get I like on, it when I show up. on the Instagram. But now I've been taken away. Oh I, my gosh. I think it was an appropriate change. Thank you. It Steve. started out as like at least intending to be like the three of us on Instagram for the last it has mostly only for the last three and a half years. It has not been all three of us for on the last Instagram. Three and a quarter years. It has just been Jessica and her voice and her. You guys pop in every once in yeah. a while, which is great. Yeah. So it, it and makes you sense still can to call it. The you Jessica are a Fru. part. You are a part of my life. But now I don't know what the messaging should be. It's the same messaging. Jessica's messaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Oh man. This is why I did it before I even talked to Matt about it. I sent you a text. When did you, when did you did send it. that text? Right before I did it. Like literally yeah, just, seconds but, before but, I did it. But what time of day was that? I knew you wanted to see it. Exactly. <laughs> I just woke up well and saw it one morning. And I was like, oh, there's a new Instagram called the Jessica Frew. Oh, it has the same number of followers as husband-in-law Instagram used to have. Oh, it has all the same posts as the husband-in-law Instagram used to have. <laughs> huh. Where's the husband-in-law? <laughs> it's still us, guys. It's still us. Okay, so I'm just making podcast, sure that we're still invited. Is this going to stay the same name? Like The, the podcast will stay no, the same name. we're calling yeah. it the Jessica now. <laughs> the Jessica. The, the Jessica, Jessica podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are pretty much equal contributors here. And, pretty much and i love well, and I'm, I, I'm not even that anymore because i only come record with you guys <laughs> once a month or so now and i love the name husband-in-law i think it's like a well, that's who we are name yeah and i'm i don't want to get rid of that but also it just felt like the right time to change it on instagram maybe steve <laughs> you jalen and myself should start a new podcast called husband-in-laws called <laughs> Husband in laws. Okay. okay. I would like you all to go, Not maybe not all of you, but go search husband in law on Apple Podcasts. Like, type it in and search it and see the podcast it pulls up. Why? We did what? this during church today. And Is I there another that. podcast? No, not called Husband in Law, but just see what it pulls up. Oh, well, there's. There's. We know. <laughs> the... There's an Instagram that always pops up as number two. Oh, really? And it's, I don't even, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something husbands and it's like. Two dudes wearing nothing but aprons. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. That's a close match. Yeah. You guys are going to take that picture for us. Also, <laughs> so is that also we've for? already... What are we looking at? Also what? Oh, you could... <laughs> oh. oh, wow. We come up next to some risque billing on oh. there. Risque billing? That's what I just said. I don't know. What does that mean? Just risque. The lustrous 
erotica. Oh, Matt just told you now. I'm glad our podcast is in the same category as that one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> same messaging, same thing. Viewers like you okay, like but to also, also watch this or hear this. <laughs> so maybe we should start a podcast, Lustrous Exoticos. What? And then to it. Because it's masculine? I don't know. <laughs> also, yes. there's still the soap opera, the Korean soap opera called Husband Awa that pulls up. Yeah. It's not on mm-hmm, Apple, mm-hmm. whatever. But we have a lot of fa- followers on Facebook who are, I think we're actually looking for really? that <laughs> show, but ended up following us. Pretty sure that's what happened, but I don't know. Um, oh, I was going to tell you to read a review while you were there real quick before we dive in, because we need to introduce our guest officially. Okay. And actually, we'll have him do some introducing himself. <laughs> can do. Can you? I can do, yes. I probably could. I have good faith in you. I hope so. Okay, which one am I reading? <laughs> uh, the very first one that shows up. The best podcast? Sure. Oh my gosh, we got labeled the best podcast? Yeah. That's no, I, think they, I think that was by mistake. They were referring to that illustrious, <laughs> illustrious or whatever it was. Erotica or yeah. whatever. No, this is purely on the Husband-in-Law podcast. Okay. So this review says, the best podcast. I have been listening to this podcast ever since Steve's sister, Susie, was a guest and binged right after. I can't believe I haven't left a review until now. I going, can't believe it either. Yeah. It's about time. No. <laughs> going through a divorce in my own life, this podcast has been my guidebook because I want a divorce relationship like Steve and Jess. They show how you can still have a healthy relationship with your ex. Also, kudos to Matt for the support. And Matt's story has been so interesting as well. Love you all. Thank you for that. Yes. Super appreciated as always. And if you haven't yet, it's not too late to leave a rating and a review. Even if it's been a couple years, you've been listening, go leave it. Super appreciated. Makes a difference for us and for the people trying to find our podcast. It's a free way to support us, which we really appreciate. We need to get more reviews than the lustrous. (laughs) Not going to see how many reviews they have. I'm just going to keep bringing it. Illustrious. We're just going to keep promoting that podcast (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) Yep. Steve? We have more ratings and reviews than that. Thank them. goodness. So they have eight. Okay, we got them beat. <laughs> well, so you now can. they're definitely going to have more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks to us. Okay, so Jalen is here today. You've Hi. been a much anticipated guest on <laughs> on the Husband Law Podcast. And I haven't been waiting that long. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get to like see him on a regular basis, yeah, you know the things we get to interact with him. We almost had you record with us once, like Spur eleven the months moment. ago or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It was after brunch, and I had one too many mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, decided maybe that wasn't the appropriate time, or that was the appropriate time. That might have been you the best time. <laughs> dropping me off here. I was dropping you off. Versa, yeah, or... he wasn't driving drunk, guys. Okay. Oh, correct. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. It was know. just yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just want to clarify that. Yeah. I could barely get home, but um, <laughs> yeah, I could have stayed. Not funny. He's teasing. I know. <laughs> yes. All right, Jalen. Anyway, tell us about now. yourself. Who are you? Why are you here? I'm here because I was invited here. Um, <laughs> my name is Jalen. I um, I don't know. <laughs> He's a part of what our group now. I am. He's a groupie. I I like. He's that. my boyfriend. I'm Steve's boyfriend. If you didn't know, so. Yes. Yeah. So one of the Matt. questions we got I don't asked, know. we got <laughs> asked recently, <laughs> was how did Jalen and Steve meet? And we thought, what a perfect time to bring Jalen on the podcast. Here yeah. we are. It's we also just hit a year of living together. Correct. Yeah, we just resigned our lease. He made the cut, so now we can be on the podcast. <laughs> you made the cut. <laughs> I made. Oh, I resigned my lease. <laughs> Wham. Yeah, yeah. Jalen's officially in forever now, Steve. So (laughs) you're the one that has to keep things up. Locked in. (laughs) Yeah. First time taking off the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting replaced by (laughs) Jalen. Jessica and I talked about renaming the Instagram. So we just, we're going to move on without you guys. (laughs) Jessica and Jalen. Jessica and Jalen show now. (laughs) J and J. J and J. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jalen, where are you from? I grew up in Utah, like the Davis County, Salt Lake County areas, kind of bopped around there for 20 years or so. so. I find it interesting that um, 
Only in Utah do they refer to what counties they're from. <laughs> it's like 80 miles of straight suburbs. So I feel like you have to just generalize it because I don't know how many people know where Syracuse or Roy is. Well, what Utah. county is it? Then we'll know. Davis. Okay. <laughs> That's Davis County. <laughs> Duh. But yeah. So. I've never thought about that, but it's really true. It is What true. other counties like, are there? I can't think like of what other counties. cities are so tight and close together. Oh, yeah. You never know where, what city right. you're there in. There are like 10,000 cities off yeah. like every Well, exit. as soon as you hit Brigham, it's just like continual city until you get to American Fork. And it's just yeah. too much to be like, well, I live in Southwest Jordan and whatever. And yeah. But like, and yeah. And but like here, we don't say, oh, I'm Ada County area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Canyon County. Maybe I'm going to start saying that. Our license plates tell you. <laughs> also, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. sorry to... No, yeah. Um, so that's where I'm from. I also spent some time in like uh, Oregon in the Clackamas County area. <laughs> <laughs> so, and downtown Portland also. So, What county is that? Portland? No, it's Multnomah. Port- it's Multnomah County. Portlandia. Portlandia <laughs> County. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so when you when somebody asks you where did you grow up, it's always Utah. Yeah, I tried to like hide that for a long time, and I was like, well, <laughs> I grew up in Portland, and that's not quite so true. But it did feel like home for a long time. So, so it wasn't Portland very. Did. It wasn't a yeah cool kid thing to be from Utah. No, I also just was tired of Utah anyway. Every time I've moved there like four times trying to get out of Utah, so I was just like, I need to leave, and I didn't want to be tied to Utah. I'm okay with it now. Like I've yeah. made yeah. my peace with that, but. They don't even have giant potatoes down there, so. (laughs) We also don't have winter parades where you're in the negative three degrees at a parade, which I've never done before. Like, again, a toasty 72 in the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice. I did enjoy that. Did you guys? Oh, I was just going to ask if you guys did the potato drop last year. But no, you you did. But from your apartment, I was with you. Yes, (laughs) you were. I like missed it by two minutes because I was at work. Oh, that's right. You were at work. You walked in during the fireworks and I did. surprised me. And you were all surprised. And it, was it was cute. The best New Year's surprise. Yes. It was Ever. Fun. Ever. Thank you. <laughs> I just spent the first minute and a half of the year without you. <laughs> it's traumatizing. <laughs> okay, so Jalen, give us a little bit of background. Like your upbringing, childhood. As little or it, as much detail yeah. as you want. Oh, okay. You don't have to do <clears throat> I mean, whatever. I, yeah. Um, my upbringing, I... Don't even know how to... Tell us about your family. My family. I have my mom and my two sisters. One is six days older than I am, and the other is three years younger. I don't know if they want names. I've never asked them. So you don't just, have to give names? Yeah, so, we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. But those are my people. My dad passed away when I was three years old, so I had a stepdad from four up until I was 20, but it was never like a super close relationship. So being part of this and seeing how you guys interact... Like as a mixed family has been really cool for me, just like having grown up in one. So, yeah, yeah, and that's how you have a sister six days older than you. <clears throat> Correct. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a great clarification. Yes. She's my stepsister. Yeah. My mom did not go through labor for six days in between us. So. Yeah. They're not twins. <laughs> Thank heavens for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was always the running joke when we were when we were kids. We're like, yeah, we're six days apart, and like, what happened to your mother? <laughs> you should see. <laughs> okay, so you had a standard like. Elementary school, junior high, high school? Uh, kind of. Okay, so when I was in fourth grade, after fourth grade, my mom pulled me and my sister out of public school, and she thought it would be fun to homeschool us. Wait, what grade? Fourth. <laughs> fourth. fourth. After okay. fourth, so going into fifth grade. So I was homeschooled from fifth grade up until seventh grade, and I dipped my toe into junior high and said, no way. And <laughs> I, I withdrew from junior high after the new semester. So how'd you dip? Just one day? Well, no, like, dipping the toe? I One did like semester? a semester or, yeah. So uh, after the first semester, I just was like, I'm not going back. And then what did you do? I continued homeschooling and then I wanted to see what high school was all about. And so I went to high school. My first year was spent in Utah and then I graduated in Clackamas. So kind of traditional, but also not traditional. Cause okay. everyone, yeah. Yeah. Homeschooling was interesting. I didn't realize this, that you like went to a semester of junior high and then pulled out because... Penny's been talking about switching to online. Yeah, was it because you had so many absences? (laughs) (laughs) All 900 of them. Penny Lane. (laughs) Yeah. But she's been talking about switching to online, which I'm totally fine with. I haven't even talked to Steve about this at all. Yeah, that's a surprise. But I was like, oh, you might have some insight into that. So we'll have to talk later more about that. She wouldn't be homeschooled. It would be online. Like, I'm I'm not as brave as your mom. In that aspect. And I love my mom. I don't know if she was like, 
totally qualified. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if any of us are. So, I, I mean, I spent high school playing catch up. Like the seniors, when I was in senior year, they were like, yeah, I have like two classes today. And I was like, I'm taking double classes because mm. I didn't have my ninth grade year for credit. So I had to make up for all of that. Oh. So that was fun. But yeah, um, aside from school, like I grew up in a Mormon family. My mom and my sisters were Mormon. My stepsister, she kind of got to choose if she wanted to go when she'd go to her mom's house. She didn't have to go or anything because they, they weren't Mormon. But And my stepdad wasn't Mormon either. So, mm. But I did grow up LDS in Utah. So, At what point yeah. did you like step away? I was 15. Okay, so, that's I was thinking teenagers. Yeah, 15 years old. Just a lot happened that year. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going back. <laughs> Much like junior high. So <laughs> yeah. Just, and kudos to you at that age, knowing what felt right for you and what. Yeah. So yeah, Good. that's a little. Did you go on to college? So I did do almost a year of college and then. Toe dipping. Yes. I'm very good at that. <laughs> that's so. awesome. And I enjoyed for it you. for the most part. Um, I've never thought of myself as like a really good student. I was inspired by my stepsister who's currently getting her PhD. And so I was like, if she can do that, I could go to like a semester of college. (laughs) Um, So I started doing that. And then uh, my family sold the house that we were living in in Oregon to move to Utah, back to Utah. And so I went back to Utah and I didn't transfer schools. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I'll wait to get residency. And then within a year of being in Utah, I was sick of Utah. So I moved back to Oregon a year after that, I moved back to Utah. So it <laughs> was just, thing. yeah, it was a lot of moving in my early 20s where I just never felt settled enough to go continue school. So when you say you didn't feel like settled enough, like why, why did you feel like not settled to go back and forth? Well, when I was 20, I ended up hospitalized in Denmark and I got really sick. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And so from like 20 to 24, I was kind of, I was on pretty heavy medication. Like I did a round of like chemotherapy pills and then just steroids. And the illness that I have, it just like totally, it was like living in a hurricane in a way, like emotionally and mentally where I just, I couldn't even focus on education or like other mm-hmm. people where yeah. I felt like I was. What's the, what's the auto, auto It's It's called ulcerative colitis. So your mm-hmm. intestines just form ulcers and bleed and it's super painful. And yeah, so... A lot of my early 20s was just like wondering if I was going to make it at all. So I remember like a lot of conversations with my mom just thinking like, hey, I'm not going to make it to next year and it's November. Like I I don't feel like I I have that long. So school was never a priority. I was being schooled by life hard. (laughs) Okay. So, but I feel I'm much better now. I think I've been in remission for a few years and I feel fine. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> I love Jalen. I remember how that struck me when you're recently when mm. it was your dad's birthday and you were like, I'm older than my dad is now. Yeah. Than my, than my dad was. Yeah. My dad passed when he was 25. So I just, growing up, I always had this <clears throat> like fear uh, yeah. that like I wouldn't make it to 25 or like 25 was going to be an awful year. And so I just, I don't know. I had such a huge fear of being 25 and then I got sick at 20 and was like, okay, oh here we go. Like, I won't make it. And so I just, I remember turning 25 and I was like, this can be the worst year or it could be the best year. And it was a fabulous year. I loved that year. And then every year since then, it's just been uh, like exponentially better, I guess. But What, what year was that? 25. Oh no! Was <laughs> that 2019? No, that's that's why I'm asking. <laughs> I wonder I if it was. Um, so to circle, you guys met each other? Yes, September 23rd. <laughs> you know the date? 12:35 a.m. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> you, did you really look it yeah, up to did. see what day you started like chatting? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now let's lead into this story. Since yes, we're here. Yes. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> so yeah, the conversation went. So you like were 25. This. I was 25, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that's how and that would work. You met in September. The conversation we, went something like this. Hey, cutie. Hey. <laughs> hey, handsome. <laughs> could, you, could you guys you read this? Then, <laughs> oh, you're right. And then it was followed up with, "So, what's your favorite nude beach?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that quickly, huh? Yeah. Pretty much. Escalated. I don't know what quickly. was in your profile, but something was in your profile. Oh, I did think like I had like a little bit about like naked in nude nature. beaches. And <laughs> like something. that's probably accurate information to have if you're. And Steve, that's right up your alley. Right? It is. That's wait, literally wait. why we connected. But it wasn't. Accurate information what? Well, like just like getting to date someone and. Yeah. Knowing that that's what they like doing is probably a good thing to do because you may not want to go with them. But um, yeah, you hadn't been to like Black Speech yet, or you've been to Rooster Rock and stuff, but you mm-hmm. were still pretty fresh. I was too fresh in the nude, fresh scene. to nude, <laughs> naked and <in> nature, <laughs> to nudism. Yeah, so yeah, that we kind of bonded that way. <laughs> Matt's face right now. Yeah, I'm it. like amused. I had heard it, so I knew, yeah. but Matt didn't. I, <laughs> yeah. Not really. That's how they bonded was over nudity. Yeah, would, or shared affinity for being nude in nature. Okay, yeah, it's literally like, and it was awesome like to me. the bulk of our great. conversations for like two years. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Because yeah, that we only that. met on like we swiped right, and that was it. Like we didn't meet for. Yeah, we met two years later. Basically, Ish. yeah, yeah. So you guys just messaged back and forth for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram, and then like I was trying to decide where to go for my birthday, and. Well, and well, well, go and ahead. Go all ahead. that messaging back and forth was literally mostly just it was it wasn't very frequent. Just it was very infrequent and uh, frequent. You were always posting amazing mountains and waterfalls and being and naked. I'd be at like, them. oh, so pretty! And then you'd send me a picture of you naked in front of said waterfall. Yeah. You have to have. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, that lake is amazing. Where you're paddleboarding, and I'm like, it's even more amazing when I'm naked on this lake paddleboarding. <laughs> yep. <Here's> a, <laughs> it so, was basically just two years of that, like. It's so funny. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. I mean, okay, so then yes, when go. did you when did you actually meet each other in person? June 2021. Of, yeah, last year. And that's like the, I was trying to decide where to go for my birthday. And somehow that came up in conversation with you. And you're like, why don't you? Well, you were going where? Oregon? Well, I was trying Coast, to decide. Washington, yeah. I thought, but you were passing through Boise and you were staying the night to like break up the drive. I convinced myself to go to Coeur d'Alene. I wanted to do the bike trail up mm, there. Mm-hmm. And so... I told Steve that and was like, where should I go? Do you have any suggestions? And he was like, well, you should stop in Boise and here's some other suggestions. And Were you not even going to stop in Boise? I I don't know. I think I was on the fence and my roommate was like, you can stop in Boise and have a good time. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll stop in Boise. I, <laughs> thank I, you. Thank you, roommate. Wait, you had I, to be convinced to stop in Boise? Yes, I did. Okay. So the reason did is... Did he know... Wait, why was he trying to convince you to? I... I don't think it was because he knew about you, but it was more because he knew that I always thought that Boise was just like a glorified pit stop on the way to somewhere cool. Like I thought like, Mm -hmm. because being in Portland and Salt Lake, we'd always be driving to and from and Boise was the center of both. So it was always... And Boise is freaking ugly from the interstate. When you drive through Idaho on the interstate, you're like, who would pull over here? Yeah. And you know, like it's usually like late summer when we're Mm -hmm. doing that and it's, everything's dead and dry. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't really want to stop in Boise, but I'll stop in Boise and explore and just have a good time. And so I came up and you were, you I, had, I had Penny that day. So when you told me you were coming, I was like, Hey, I'd love to meet you if I can, but honestly I have my, my daughter that day. I don't know if it's going to work out. Yeah. And as I got into town, you, I think kind of affirmed that you were just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. So I was like, whatever, that's fine. Like I, I'll do me and kind of explore the the city. And so I went on a hike and went to dinner and then. Where'd you, you go hike? That's a great question. Somewhere up in the foothills. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't remember the name of that first hike, but I went to the Matador for dinner mm. and then went well, back. That's my to, favorite. It was yummy. Had a little margarita and it was delicious. And then you had messaged and you're like, hey, let's grab drinks. I could, you know, slip away for like an hour or two. And you came and picked me up and we got drinks and that little Airbnb on 13th Street. Yep. And as soon as we, we met, we kissed and we kissed hello. <laughs> yeah, hello. Where, where did you out? You said <laughs> no. Did it? I don't. Know. I don't think it did. I you, guess you just said you were surprised by it. Or something. I was surprised by it, but you said you were surprised by it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just projecting that on me. But I guess I was. Wait, just, so who was the initiator? I guess there? I was just surprised that it was that it was so natural that way. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was. I don't or know. Just who. like a kiss, hello. Yeah. But. Hello. <laughs> Come here, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. love that you can see why Jalen fits in so well in this group. And then you left the next day. No, no. The next day was my birthday. And so I... Oh, you, oh yeah. We did your birthday. Yeah. Uh, you had work, but I, I like... Were you working at Shibzum at the time? Yeah. 
I don't know. You were. You were. I was. You, okay. you Jalen knows. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, job, you sure were. Because um, you had to get up early and stuff. But that's funny to me. Because working for ShipZoom seems like a very recent experience, and it's meeting you minute. does not. <laughs> Feels like a <laughs> lifetime ago. Yeah, it kind of has been in a way. Um, but we, yeah, I, I guess you're just getting my birthday plans. But I went we to brunch, and then I went to another hike at uh, Haystack Rock. And that was my suggestion. Yeah. And that was a great hike. Or just Stack Rock. Oh, that one. Stack Stack Rock. Rock. Hey, Stack, Stack Rock. Um, (laughs) And it it was a great, beautiful hike, just so long. Like, I was annoyed with myself that I chose such a long hike. I don't run my hikes like Steve does. And I was like, why did it take so long? I did it in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You ran the whole thing, and it took me like seven hours. And of course, I had to stop for like nature nudes and stuff. Uh, Yeah. On the, I remember those nature nudes. Yeah. Me, <laughs> <laughs> and and so finishing up with that hike, you had texted and said, hey, like, do you have any birthday plans? If you don't, I'd love to make them, make some for you. Or if you don't want me involved, that's fine too. And I was like, please make plans. I am sick of this hike. I just want to be done. I don't want to <laughs> think about anything. So you planned the the rest of my birthday. And it was a fabulous, wonderful, cute night. Went to a gay bar and there was like three people there. Perfect. Crowded. Tuesday night. Yeah. Crowded. It was us and I guess some friends of ours who we know now. You're like, oh, that was you. And like you were there on our second date and we had no idea. And so it's kind of cute. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And And so then gluten free birthday cake. Gluten free birthday cake. You brought me a bracelet from that Penny had made for Pride. Oh, cute. That he wore for a year. Yeah, stayed on for the entire year until he got a new one. Well, it fell off, but... Oh, like a day before or something. Yeah, it was very withered. No, that was Kylie. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm confusing you. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Confusing your bracelet experience with an entirely different different person. Bracelet experiences were had, but... You're not not alone, Jalen, and him confusing you. It's fine. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that? I don't know. Anyway. um, Yeah, but it was a great night. Okay, Keep going. Okay. Something else? Yes, kind of. Um, kind of, yes. We can't talk about that. Oh. Well, <laughs> we went back to the Airbnb and enjoyed the night. And then that happened. Yeah, so um, I, then I left the next day for Coeur d'Alene. And the plan for me was to go and drive home through Butte, Montana, because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was faster. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to want to like go home and be done. But while I was in Coeur d'Alene, Steve messaged and was like, hey, if you're coming back this way, like you could stay with me for a night and we could go out and I'll show you like a proper time out in Boise like go to the bars and stuff. So it was when like there's more than three people out. Yeah. So <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I drove back to Boise when I was done in Coeur d'Alene and he's like, Hey, I have everything planned from the second you get here. And so we just did like X, Y, and Z things, met your best friend Jordan and got her ready for a party oh, and yeah, paddleboarded that. and had tacos on the paddleboards and got ready ourselves to go out. And then he was like, Hey, if you want to stay all day tomorrow, if you have nothing going on, like you could stay, we're going to go boating with my friends. And I was like, okay, I'll stay down the lake, wake surfing. Yeah. And then I left the next day and it was just like, wow, that was cool. That was a profound time. And I was like, uh, uh, we had talked after I got back home and I was like, I'm going to come back and visit again. So I did. Which you did what? Like two weeks later? Yeah, because I was like, I'll come back in like a month. And you were like, that's too long. And I was like, okay, two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know you have something good. When a month feels like too long to see somebody or even a couple weeks feels too long. Yeah. And it's like, oh, something something good is here. And I came back and visited twice that summer in increments. And I, at the time, was also open to ideas of like places to move. I was done with Utah Mm -hmm. again for the fifth time. So I was just ready (laughs) to go and... When I was in Utah, everything just like pointed to Boise. Everyone I talked to was like, oh yeah, Boise. And then it just, when I had spent that first few days with you, I was like, wow, that like, I don't know what felt right about, like, I mean, I knew what felt right, but like, it just felt like you felt like home in a way that home hadn't felt in a long time. So I was like, uh-huh. I feel like that's something I should follow and just see what happens. And- well, it is. Uh, like, that's great. I'm crying mm-hmm. again. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have tissues. <laughs> Not tucked in your underwear? <laughs> Not, not this time. <laughs> not today. <laughs> They're never in my underwear. It's in they my were that waistband. <laughs> I wasn't wearing any underwear that day. It was in my pants. Oh, so your whole pants was your underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just wears her underwear. Around. Anyway. So there's that. <laughs> okay, so you had just come up a couple times that summer. Right. To visit. 
And I, (laughs) and then you decide to move up here. Yes. Because Steve's like, this guy that I've been kind of seeing is moving here. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did you guys move? Not for me. He moved up in August, correct? Yeah. So they went on their first official date in June. June June 8th. Because you moved in with a roommate up here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Steve's like, he's not moving up here for me. He's just ready for a change. Boise feels right. Yeah. And so he's moving up. (laughs) (laughs) What I've learned about Jalen today is that he lies to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, he teases you just like you tease everybody else. (laughs) Two things can be true, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember you telling me this and being like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I said he's moving here, but not yeah. for me. And yeah. then also you guys... I think that's something that Steve had to tell himself I think to keep himself calm down. Yeah, you to, both needed like... But yeah. honestly, even saying that, I was like, this doesn't stress me out the way it mm-hmm. normally right. would, should, could. Oh, no, you seem totally Yeah, I was relaxed super chill with, with, the, with, like, of course he's moving here. <laughs> <laughs> well, duh. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> I am here. Yeah. <laughs> in most prior relationships like even something much smaller than that was just like whoa whoa this is too much too too close too quick too much and that was relatively even though you guys had messaged back and forth you'd only been together in person a few times Mm -hmm. so it's relatively quick it is so so can we make fun of lots of nature nudes in between those are worth yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, these it, it was it was not a very sexual. That's what. Yeah. For those two years, it was. It wasn't until COVID because that's when I really started hiking, and you thought I was a prude. <laughs> and that's my, fine. Well, just if my you attempts are, but... to like flirt and like take it there didn't go anywhere. I also I was wasn't like... very interested in people who were very far away, and like we, you were so five hours away, and I I don't know, I too far. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's so not it was that very I, little flirting over those two years. Yeah. It was just it led to nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jalen, I want to back this up a little bit. Uh, when so you're obviously gay. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, you didn't know. We just outed you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like what is your coming out story? Because like what is that? Um oof. Uh all right. Which I'm back. Because I, I, I yes. yeah, because it's Yeah. Um so I think I didn't, I mean, I knew, but I didn't know because I was raised with no language about mm-hmm. expressing my identity. My parents didn't like educate me on different types of sexuality or different kinds of people. Like in my perception, I grew up in Davis County, which is 97% LDS. And it's just hard to have a knowledge of anything outside of that if there's no one outside of that teaching you that. And right. well, homeschool as well probably played a role. Yeah, in that. and but I mean, public schools too. I I just feel like from a young it wasn't age, a thing. well, yeah, and yeah. like my perception is that being LDS in Utah is very different than being LDS outside of Utah. But that's just my mm-hmm. my view from how I've lived. But so it's just it was just different there living in Mormon Mecca. Like, yeah. So I just limited exposure. Is that what you're saying? Correct. So my reason for saying that is just like I didn't have the language to know or say that I was gay. But I remember from like second grade when I was walking to school with a friend, she's like, you were gay. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. And Mm -hmm. so I went home and asked my mom and she said, we'll talk about that when you're older. But I, I like so there was like an I had an understanding that I hung out with. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Like with I think your friend. Yeah, I Why remember her saying that. Did the friend? Yeah, that's what I'm you get. I I'm I know I was a more effeminate kid. Like I was very soft spoken and quiet and nice and like I don't know, just like things that you could probably attribute to like a a gay person. That you mean, might say that, you might say that. Yeah, like he's just more. Which is so interesting that someone long that before they even is like attributed puberty to... or have any sexual feelings. I mean, right. Besides crushes, yeah, like you know, normal. And I crushed on girls through elementary, but um, Mm. anyway, so it wasn't until I was 12 that I kind of like made the connection that I was gay. And then for the three years, it was a lot for my like teenage years because I hadn't, when my dad passed when I was three, Mm -hmm. I hadn't, like, I didn't know what grief was. And you don't, I don't know how a three year old expresses that like I just knew he wasn't there and now I have this stepdad who is clearly not someone who treats me like their child and so when I was 12 and you just start like seeing families more that like 
how like families should be. It hit me hard, and so I just carried a lot of grief through my teenage years. So I was dealing with that, but then also trying to figure out my identity sexually and just who I am. And I had no intention on coming out ever at all. <laughs> so I met someone on Facebook when I was like 14. He lived in Oklahoma City, and we had messaged. Trouble. I know. It was probably the right <laughs> I think it was literally the same time that you guys were in Oklahoma. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but he and I started messaging, and it became sort of romantic, then like a very like... Taylor Swift song kind of a way like when you're 15 yeah. and someone tells you they love you. Do you work out at the YMCA? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, and so there were incidents leading up to that my like I guess relationship with this boy that had led my mom to think that I was gay but mm-hmm. she just kept pushing that away like I would be sent to talk to a bishop or to a therapist and to address issues sexually like you're not supposed to be doing this and you shouldn't be looking at that and you know I so my mom found these messages on my Facebook that I left open one day because she was suspicious of the way I was acting because I seemed overly joyful one day Twitter yeah yeah Yeah, I was 14 and had a crush and was writing letters to this boy and she found the messages and I was on the bus home and I remember passing my house and seeing my mom standing outside waiting for me. And I was just like, that's not good. Like, this is so like something about that, like her body language. Mm-hmm. She never greeted me outside anyway. So it was just very atypical. And I was like, something's up. So I get home and she just like throws the car keys at me and says, you're driving. Let's go. And she just laid into me on this drive about me being gay and just kind of like forced me out of the closet in a way. Um, she's, she's like read, read all those messages between you and this boy. And I was crying on this drive. Like I could not see you the were road. Driving. I was driving. So I'm, I'm just not a oh. good driver with mimosas and brunch and <laughs> snow <laughs> and, and tears. And so it was just an awful drive. And I, sh- thinking back, I just wish I'd like got out of the car and thrown the keys and ran. Like that's yeah. what I wanted to do. And I didn't, but, So that was like my initial coming out was like my mom kicking me out of the closet. And she, I mean, I didn't have a cell phone at the time either, but she disconnected the computer. I was locked out of that. I wasn't allowed to use the phone. She like, she canceled everything. So I, I, I couldn't even call my friends if I wanted to. You couldn't talk to this boy anymore. I couldn't talk to him. So that's why we also started writing letters a lot. And um, so I kept the mail key because we had to like have a key to unlock the mailbox. And so I just kept that and she refused to give it to her, even though like she's just, like demanded to have it. But <clears throat> I had a friend um, at the time who I reached out to like that day and was like, hey, I'm going through something like and I had been there for her. She had lost both her parents. And I was like, I commiserated with her on that. And and so she her brother, she was with her brother. Her brother came and like picked me up and took us to a park and we had pizza and I, we just like walked in circles and I told her everything that was going on and she's like I'm here for you. Like come to my place. You are always safe with us. And so I spent a lot of time over that like next week at her house. And my mom didn't like that and so she told me one night that if I ever, ever went back over there, she would like threaten her family with legal action. Like she would get the courts involved. And I didn't have any idea about like legal things. So I was just, she's just using these loaded words that I just felt like afraid for my friend now who I mm-hmm. couldn't see. And so, and it was, I don't know, that whole summer, because this was in like May, I got a job that summer and that was like my only escape was to go and work as a lifeguard. And so I had that, or at night I would go swim laps. I, I grew up swimming from the age of four. And in Mm -hmm. high school, I started swimming competitively. And so during the summers, I'd go and swim laps at the city. And the city had a public phone. And I would use the phone to call this boy. And Mm -hmm. so I half the time wouldn't even swim laps anymore. I just wanted to talk. And and from what I understood, like, his family was super supportive of me. They all, like, I had talked to some of his friends on the phone. They had called me. And they were like, if you ever want to come out here, like, we are ready for you. And so this girl, my friend in Utah, who had, like, kind of harbored me, she had been emancipated from someone someone in her family at one point, and she's like, I'll help you get emancipated. So that was my plan, was to emancipate myself and leave for Oklahoma. And that's, I think, when my mom actually threatened me with legal action because I had threatened her with emancipation. Mm. So she came back at me. So, it, yeah, anyway, 
that was sort of my coming out. But I am... Um, <laughs> It was a really rough summer where my mom and I just like screamed at each other. And I remember the day that I did come out, she just was lying in her bed and she told me that she regretted staying with me and my little sister after my dad died, that she thinks I was a mistake and just like all the things you never want to hear or that you should say as a parent. But so that, I don't know, my mom and I are in a phenomenal place right now. (laughs) Like we are best friends and very close, but it. It has been hard. Took a while to get there. Yeah. So good 13 years, but. How long? What did it take to lead up to that? I don't know. It's because it's been up and down with my mom. Like it took probably four years after my coming out for her to actually start to be like a mom to me again. And I will say. And you were how old at that point? I was 18, I think. And so losing my faith and losing my friends and for my from my point of view my family my mom told everyone in my family so i isolated myself cuz i was mm-hmm. terrified yeah. of what my grandparents would say what my cousins would say so i just i felt like there was no one safe for me to go to and no one reached out to me like the only well there was one person and it was my stepdad who i i suppose like shortly after coming out he came downstairs and was like hey i just want you to know that i do not share the same views as your mom on this and so if you ever want someone to like support you like I am I'm here for you and he was kind of like teary-eyed and I was 14 and it had been in my opinion at that time it was too late for him to reach out to me at all like I had been so done with him being in my life that I didn't care that he wanted to support me at that time like hmm. it just felt like yeah so I just too, too little too late like I based on the what 11 years that you guys have, yeah the 10 years or so where I just felt like unseen and unwanted. So I, yeah, he asked to give me a hug and I said, no, he asked if he could shake my hand and I said, no. And it's one of the only times I've ever seen him cry. And he just, he ran back upstairs and we never talked about that. But I, so I had my chance to have someone, but it just wasn't the person that I, I don't even think I could have been open to. Yeah. It's interesting that that was the moment that he decided to show up for you or right. attempt to. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> to answer your question. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for answering that. Yeah. Yeah. So, jump forward to me meeting your mom. Uh, yes. A year, how long ago? 13 months ago or something. We were driving through Salt Lake and. Who's we? Jalen and I. Steve and Jalen. Coming back from Lake Powell. In September of 2020. Yes. And, and you met my I think mom. we just decided spur of the moment. Like, hey, we're going to be in Salt Lake. Why don't we stay the night? Let's, you know, your mom's in town, whatever. I, I think know. we planned to stay Did the we? night. Okay, maybe so. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> D- details. <laughs> we met your mom and yeah. she was so friendly, threw her arms around me, so excited to meet me. Just, it was easy conversation. It was a great time. I, I felt super welcomed by her immediately. And so it was shocking to me to hear your story of how rough it had been with her because she just, she was so welcoming and so loving when I met her. So she's wonderful. Big change in that relationship. She's not who she was and I'm not who I was. So yeah, yeah, she's done a lot of growing and healing herself. So, and she has thanked me many times over the years, like just... Thank you for opening my eyes to the world and all the different possibilities of living and people. And just like, she's just very grateful that like, I'm not just who I was then and like some some sheltered homeschooled kid, but that I was able to kind of, because I did, like I totally blew up our family. <laughs> Do you think your mom would be open to be being on this podcast? Probably. I think she would love something like this. Because I have some questions. All right. <laughs> Do like family talk or something. <laughs> So, but yeah, and kudos to both of you for yeah. repairing, you know, creating a new relationship. I'm not going to even say repairing it, but creating something new that works for you guys. Yeah, that's impressive. And she owns like how she was. She that's a huge. She's part of it. totally embarrassed, and I love her to death. And like I don't hold what she said against me. Like I, it's that's what happened. But I, we've we're far past that. So there, there is just something about your mom that she just she kind of just has this feeling about her of like she owns who she is and what she's doing and she's just she's trying 
She's doing her best. Yeah, she's she's, she's doing her best. <laughs> she and is, she, and that's what we're. I don't all know. Doing. She's just very real. Like mm. she doesn't cut. Like some some adults just have. They come across as like they know what they have it all figured out, and they know what's right, and they, you know, or especially parents sometimes. And she's just not that way. She's just very open to like, hey, we're all just, you know, we're all just doing us and figuring things out as we go and supporting each other in that and. You know, we can talk about anything and support each other in anything. And I don't know, just, I just was affected by that when I met her. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that happened and it was healthy and yeah. not that it would have been <laughs> otherwise, but you know, she's been very supportive for the last five years or so, six years, so seven years. Since I got sick, I guess I will say like before, right, right before then, like we were growing close and I moved home from Portland at one point to live with her mm. just to kind of like focus on healing my own body, but... So we've been close for a while, on and off. I guess there was anyway. That's a whole story. We've we've had our ups and downs <laughs> since then too, but it's been good. We all do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're at a point where we need to stop. Okay. Jalen, thank you so much. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely mean it from the bottom of my heart. I, yeah. Are we going to do another episode? Because I feel like well, we've barely I, scratched I the have, surface. So I've been writing down some other things I want to talk to Jalen <laughs> about. Right. So I'm like, we might have to follow this up <laughs> if you're open we'll to it. We'll just keep rolling and we can keep this going and use it as a second episode. <laughs> yeah. We totally can. Yep. You all game? I don't know about you, but for me, that was a very emotional, heartfelt episode. So grateful for Jalen to come on here and share his stories and experiences And I think you can easily see why he has fit into our family so seamlessly. Such a wonderful man and so grateful for him. Also, this episode definitely left me wanting to be a better ally and wanting me to be a safe place, inspiring me (laughs) to be a safe place. I don't know what I said before, but hopefully you know what I mean. I want to be a safe place for those in my life who are queer, who are coming out, who want to feel seen and loved just as they are because I know I want to feel seen and loved just as I am and I want to give that gift to the people around me. If you too are wanting to be a better ally, please go pick up our free guide, Six Ways to Be a Better Ally. The link is in our show notes and you can pick it up there. Again, it is free. It is just a way to show support to those in our lives so that if and when someone comes out to us, we are prepared and we can show them the love and support that we would want for ourselves, that we would want for our children, that we want for our loved ones. So you can go pick that up right now. Again, the link is in our show notes and it is just a guide to help you be able to be the best ally you can be. Also, because there was a huge response to the couple coaching spots I had open, I have opened up a whole new group. So I decided to go ahead and open up one more time slot, which means that there are four to five spots left for coaching. There are two different times available. There's one spot left in one of my groups I already had, and then there are a few spots left in this new group. So if you are interested in that, please go pick up one of those spots. If you have had a partner come out and you are ready to feel less alone, ready to feel seen and supported in this journey, ready to have your hand held as you walk through the emotional fog that comes when you have a partner come out, then please go get signed up for the coaching group. If you have any questions, concerns, you can email me at jessicaattheboldlogic.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am very active in both those places and will get back to you as soon as possible. I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you are enjoying this holiday season, however you celebrate or however you do not celebrate. We are sending you love and we are here to support you during this time. Have a great week.